Hello, and welcome to No More Mr. Nice Guy. My name is Katherine Brooks, and I am a life coach for men. And this podcast is here to help you overcome nice guy syndrome so that you can live the life that you actually want. My total obsession and mission in life is to help people get out of their own way so that they can do the things during this lifetime that they want to actually do. And nice guy syndrome is a pervasive block to so many amazing men. And that's why we are here, to talk about all the different ways to move through the patterns that come with nice guy syndrome so you can come out on the other side liberated, able to make decisions that work well for you, able to say no when that's the best choice for you, able to really connect with yourself to even understand the answer to the question, what do I want? Nice guy syndrome, so that we are all on the same page, is the worldview that goes like this. If I'm nice and agreeable, then I deserve love, belonging, and to get my needs met without having to ask. So nice guys exist in this transactional dynamic with the world. I'm being nice and agreeable, and that means in return, you need to give me all of the acceptance and love that I need. And you need to meet my needs, and I don't have to express them or own them or ask for them. If that sounds like you, or if it sounds like it might be you, but you're not totally sure, you're in the right place. We are not here to shame nice guys. Nice guy syndrome is a conditioned pattern. It's nobody's fault. We are here to help you simply undo it so that you can be more joyful, peaceful, feel like you are contributing at a higher level. Life without nice guy syndrome is simply happier. Okay, here's what I want to talk about today. I want to start by wishing everybody a very happy 2024. And I want to go into how to think about a new year. Around this time of year, we might be setting resolutions, we might be releasing things from 2023, we might be contemplating what changes do I want to make in the coming year. As a life coach, I gotta say, I love New Year's. I love January 1st. I love the reset energy that comes with this time of year. And there is actually something so mentally powerful to fresh starts. Fresh start energy is proven to be an extremely powerful motivator for change. I also think of birthdays as fresh starts. I think of the first of a month as a fresh start. I think of some type of anniversary as a fresh start. And so we are all in this together with the fresh start of January 1st. Here's why I want to talk about the new year and how to think about it in a way that's actually going to be supportive for you. Who here has ever abandoned a New Year's resolution by Valentine's Day? Yeah, that tends to be when people drop them. A big issue that happens with New Year's resolutions is that baked into the goals that we are setting can often be a rival fallacy. And here's what I mean by a rival fallacy. That is the clinical psychology term for the illusion 
that once we make it, once we attain our goal or reach our destination, that we will reach lasting happiness. And that is the formal definition from positive psychology expert Tal Ben-Shahar. Arrival fallacy is this idea that once I get to my goal, then I'll be happy. And that is an inherently flawed concept. And the reason I'm bringing bringing it up is because so many New Year's resolutions are often set with this idea in mind. Once I lose the 15 pounds, then I'll feel great about myself. Once my business goes public, then I'll feel successful. Once I'm in a job that really works for me, then I'll feel great about myself. Whenever we are setting ourselves up with beliefs like those, we are guaranteed to not ever reach the emotional destination that we are trying to achieve. And the reason is we've created a model in our brains that says, I can't have X emotion until I reach X goal. So even when we finally achieve said goal, our brain is still in the model of I can't have X emotion. And so what occurs, and you may have experienced this before, is when we achieve the goal that we think will make us happy, another new goal pops right up. And suddenly that's what we have to do to be happy. And when we get there, a new goal pops right up again. And that's what we have to do to be happy. And it is a hamster wheel to nowhere. What I want to offer you is to consider as you're looking at your 2024, let's remove the arrival fallacy from any goal that you'd like to set. So think about what is the new that you are calling in this year. And I want you to think about if you have placed on any of these goals that you have started to contemplate, have you placed the weight of needing to change your emotional experience? Have you used this concept that once I reach X place, then I'll finally feel satisfied? And if so, I'm going to offer you today a new way to think about goal setting. The reason being is because I don't want you to be on that hamster wheel of achieving the goal, still feeling empty, achieving the goal, still feeling empty, achieving the next one. I know how this feels. When I hired my very first one-to-one life coach, I came to her and I had a huge list of, I think, 12 to 15 goals that I wanted to achieve by the end of our six months together. And it was this capital L list of accomplishments that I thought if I finally achieve them, then I'll feel successful. And it turned out I actually did not achieve any of them during our six months together and instead started to unpack all of the reasons why I didn't see myself as successful in the first place. And I had just created all of these ideas of what I thought would finally make me feel good enough and brought them to the table And what was a lot more powerful was understanding why didn't I think I was good enough already? One other note that I want to make about resolutions is that sometimes we can set them with a big focus on lack. So what don't I have that I need to have in order to feel good enough, which was totally the story with that list of accomplishments I had made that I just mentioned. And when we are goal setting from lack, we're encoding the goal with scarcity. 
And when we then think about the goal or start to take action toward it, it may not actually resonate. We're just trying to set goals to make up for what we think we're lacking. That is sort of the opposite of an expansive approach. There's a quote that I want to mention from the Duplass brothers. If you know Jay and Mark Duplass, they are filmmakers, authors, actors, directors. You've probably seen them in a show or a movie. And they were interviewed on Brene Brown's podcast a few years ago. And Jay Duplass said something that stuck with me to the point that I remember exactly where I was when I was listening to this part of the interview. It landed so hard. The brothers were talking about how disappointing it actually was to make it in Hollywood. They had been working for years and years and years to finally make it and thought that that would bring them the lasting happiness that society had promised them when they were successful. Here's the quote from Jay Duplass as he's explaining what really happened. He says, We got our first feature film in Sundance, and when we came home, I went into a dark depression for six months because I had sublimated this idea that getting into Sundance would fix all my problems, which sounds so dumb, but you know when you want something so bad and you're so far from it, you subconsciously ascribe the reason why you're upset is because you haven't gotten to that place. And then you get to that place. And then that place tells you, guess what? This isn't it. I love that quote because it is such a personal account of how a rival fallacy plays out. He was holding on to the idea that once that feature film is at Sundance, then I'll feel happy and good about myself. And then that didn't happen. I think... When we then realize, oh shit, the thing that I thought was the promise of happiness isn't actually, it can be destabilizing as hell because it blows up our entire paradigm of what we thought happiness meant and where we thought it would come from. And the reason that it's disorienting is it makes us then question, well, then how the hell do I feel happy? So this brings me to an approach that I want to offer you as you consider your 2024. What is the feeling experience that you want this year? Maybe it's more freedom. Maybe it's more peace, more softness, more levity, more joy, more excitement to wake up in the morning. Ask yourself, what is the feeling I want to experience more of this year? And instead of, or in addition to, setting goals with a tangible outcome, I want you to consider setting a feeling goal and saying my 2024 New Year's resolution is more insert feeling of your choice. And then as you move through the year, you can ask yourself one simple question as you make decisions. Will this help me create more of the feeling that I want? When you choose a feeling and own that you want more of it this year, you can then take a look at what's on your plate and easily see what fits and what doesn't. What helps create more of this feeling and what takes away from it? And you can start to move more and more towards what supports more of this feeling that you want. As a life coach, I also wanna know What's between you and creating more of this feeling right now? 
what are those things that are on your plate that are actually blocking more of this feeling? I'll give you an example. For me, I want more peace in 2024. And I know that for me, something that really blocks my peace is when I'm feeling shame. So recently it was my sister's birthday and what do you know, but the day came and went and I completely forgot about it. We don't live in the same city. We were not in the same place. And the date on the calendar completely slipped my mind. When I realized it two days later, I experienced a lot of shame and felt like shit. Because I'm really committed to creating more peace in 2024, I also understand that if I'm going to hold on to that shame and not let it go, that that's completely at odds with that feeling goal. And so this became an opportunity for me to say, I'm willing to let go of the shame and I'm willing to do so by forgiving myself in order to create more peace. What is something that's standing between you and your feeling goal right now? And what would it look like to be so brazen as to let it go or even to let it go 1%? I would love to hear the feeling goals that you are coming up with. And you can always hit me up on Instagram at Kath Brooks, K-A-T-H-B-R-O-O-K-S and send me a DM and I would love to hear what you want to create more of in your emotional experience this year. And then start to think about how can I do that? What are the activities? What are the thoughts? What are the ways I'm going to relate to myself that are going to support me having more of this feeling. Give that a try. See what comes out of it. And I would love to hear. I'm wishing you such a happy 2024. I'm so glad you are here at this No More Mr. Nice Guy party. It is such a treat to hang out with you and to just dive deep into how we make our lives better. That's it. Also, if you would like to take this work deeper, and really kick off your 2024 strong, I have a few spots open for my one-to-one coaching. It is powerful shit. If you would like to have a conversation about what that might look like for you and how coaching could support you this year, the first step is to book a free one-to-one discovery call with me. Link is in the show notes jump onto Calendly and find a spot that works for you. I would love to talk to you about where you are now and where you want to go. Also, my Instagram is in the show notes too. So hit me up there. Tell me your feeling goal and I'm rooting you on. Let's all have a kick-ass 2024. I'll see you next week. Bye friends. Bye friends.